You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 17th of January 2021. This week, Paul talks to Paul Needs, editor of Manchester-based Flapjack Press, about continuing to work through lockdown, the poets he has on his books, and their open mic night, Word Central. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Waffle Hour as part of the weekend wind down. Uh, It's Paul Jenkins here, and I've got a guest on the line at the moment. Somebody who has been absolutely instrumental in the careers of so many working poets and uh, authors and uh, uh, people who deal with words uh, across uh, the Greater Manchester area and across the valley uh, for quite a number of years now. I have the absolute pleasure of speaking uh, to Mr. Paul Needs. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? Um, very well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. That's all right. Uh, and uh, where are you calling us from this afternoon? Oh, the wonderful world of Salford. Salford, there you go. That's not that's not a million miles away. Sometimes we get people who say they're in Yorkshire and we, we don't forgive them. Uh, but uh, Greater Manchester, I think we can allow. Um, it's uh, it's lovely to have you on. And uh, and as I mentioned earlier on, we've 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 had quite a lot of uh, guests on the the show on on the weekend wind down uh, from people that are very much part of your your. Uh, I wonder how do you describe it? How do you get a group of poets together or a group of authors? What's the what's the collective noun for them? Oh, um, oh. Goodness knows. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, I, I, this is pre, pre-Watershed now, aren't we? Yeah. This is a thing. I've got to pick my words carefully. Now, um, a, a, stable, or, or a stanza of poets or, or a, an unstable stable in this case, I think. A, a chaos of poets, maybe. I'm not That'd sure. An, an unsta- I like an unstable stable, though. That's uh, that. that I, and to be honest, having met personally some of the people that, uh, that perform with you, I think an unstable stable sounds very good. Um, now, first of all, for, for people that, that don't know, Flapjack Press... Um, I mean, why don't you take us through it? How, how on earth do you get started uh, sort of putting a publishing company together? What's the, where's the origins of it? Oh, well, uh, just trying to think about really. I mean, <laughs> Is it, back, was it, was it that this, long ago? <laughs> once something's gone it, and, and, and there's no longer a post-it note on the fridge, that, that's, mm. that's crossed off my mind. That's it. There's not enough space for anything else. You lose things like pin numbers. And, and I think about it, it's still probably about 20 years or so ago. Wow. I started doing a little, um, poetry magazine mm-hmm. uh, more of a zine really and um everything sort of developed from that um from doing little uh magazines and events and um and then moving into more more of a uh a proper production of single author collections and so on really um rather than um uh just going round to events and try and sell little bits and pieces you actually you know you end up with a publishing company with um uh distributors and representatives and and wholesalers and all sorts involved as well so it, it does sound <laughs> administration wise like it's it's a it's quite a, a big setup and, and i love this idea that, that you say you started very small it was a, a, a kind of magazine to start with did was that uh, very much sort of a collecting uh, sort of local poets and or, or did you focus on local or did people mail in from further afield um it was from further afield i mean it was certainly you, you put the word out at local events mm. and you do get contributions from uh, local poets and uh, um there's one uh chap um oh, band i always loved the cardiacs and um uh lead singer tim smith who sadly died last year yeah um much missed his uh, i i contacted him when i was starting this magazine i said do you have any spare lyrics we can use and he said i have absolutely nothing spare it all gets used <laughs> um but help yourself 
publish whatever you like. I'll give you the rights to that. No problem there. Well, so, that's a um, good start. <laughs> it was always good. So, you know, just asking people. So this was back in the early days of email and internet, mm. so you didn't really get a, a lot out of that. So it was almost sales-wise, you are looking really at um, when you first start something else. Up like that, you are looking at products in hand, going around to poetry nights and mm. events and so on, and finding all the little shops and so on that will stock at the corner house was always wonderful. Little places in Manchester, um, shops around Affleck's, and uh, yeah. sadly there aren't many independent bookshops around nowadays. Uh, used to be able to sell them in the Manchester museums and the art gallery shops and so on, but everything moves on from there, and uh, and all the little independents have gone on. All, all we're left with now is the Blackwells and the Waterstones, really. Which it makes it really tricky for independent publishers mm. to to really get their products out there. I think, uh, and and I, I think you were saying you just sort of hinted there that it was sort of the birth of email. I think uh, probably it's it, uh, luckily it was around about the time that actually that you can sort of start to market yourself across the internet. And of course, Flapjack has a a very vibrant website with a host of titles. I, I will at some point before we finish this interview try and run down the list of authors that you've got connected to flapjack um but it's uh, it is a really difficult time but particularly in this situation that we're in at the moment for independent bookshops isn't it it is very difficult i mean uh, independent publishers independent bookshops are all really um trying to trying to get there as best we can at the moment it's, it's always one thing i do i do harp on about amazon and things like that saying don't buy from amazon don't they're not a real shop <laughs> if you want to buy a book go for your local independent bookshop we all need everything we can get at the moment in this uh, ridiculous last nine months and uh, um so yeah i mean without the funding and no one gets Flapjack's never had a penny of funding and uh, and independent bookshops and independent retailers sellers of any products whatsoever i mean it's the same on any high street anyway isn't it when you get your supermarkets in all your locals uh, disappear so it's tricky it's economies of scale and it's very tricky for for upcoming authors as well because of course the the you know it's a very it's a very simple process to get a book out on amazon but at the same time you you, you're you're paying them a huge cut of what you're doing at the same time Um, that's exactly it that's exactly it isn't it when when Amazon stick something on there at top and save me, and uh, well, what royalties do you have to pass on to your authors after that? Really, it is it's it's, it's exceptionally tricky, uh, and uh, I, I'm, it's marvellous actually that I'm I'm very impressed that that, that Flapjack has continued to grow, and it does appear like you're you're growing still as as an organisation, um, even now in even in these difficult times. So so congratulations for that. I know you've been doing uh, lots of uh, launches for for new new books uh, in uh, during the lockdown, and we'll we'll come on to that if that's all right um, in the second part of our interview. Um, we're going to we're going to take a very quick break for some music now. Now you've chosen the playlist for us uh, as we asked our guests to do each week, uh, and you started with uh, a bit of Carter, the Unstoppable Sex Machine. Absolutely. What, any particular reason for you? Oh, no, no, I know you had two choices, and you were very kind to me. You didn't you didn't deliver an f bomb to me in the middle of the uh, the show, but you've gone for lean on me. I won't fall over. Uh, yes, yeah. If we change that one, if we take that one off, because that is the one, and uh, and uh, that was the one I thought. Well, we can't do that one. There is a, there is a, um, a little F in there, isn't there? So, yes. um, um, but, yeah. I mean, Carter is one of those bands that if they are, it is poetry. I mean, it's wordplay, there's wit, there's politics, there's everything involved in their lyrics, um, and they stand alone uh, lyrically. They stand alone as poems as well as well as uh, wonderful pieces of music. Well, so, brilliant. Uh, uh, let's have a listen now. This is "Lean on Me." I won't fall over. Dedicated to the Rossendale Valley. This is your very own Rossendale Radio. 
Welcome back to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. My guest this afternoon is Paul Needs of Flapjack Press. Uh, and we were, uh, a cunning use of a fader took out the, uh, the the swearing that I accidentally put in. I'm, I'm very impressed with myself. I, I felt like a proper DJ this afternoon. Uh, he, t- he tested my skills to the very limit, Paul. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> That's not helping me to go on. It's, as I was going to say, look, we avoided a, a car crash from Ofcom. Uh, so <laughs> it's, um, uh, now we were talking just at Wild Carter were playing and, and what, a, what a great track to, to choose as well. Um, about uh, some of the poets that you've got on roll, as it were, um, that are producing collections this year. And I thought, you know, at this kind of time, I thought it might be quite quiet. You might, we might be struggling to find content. And then you listed off the top of your head six poets that have got uh, stuff coming out in even in the first six months of this year. I, I mean, who are Flapjack producing just even between now and June? Oh, uh, oh, I'll run down a quick list. Um, Paul Cookson, Dominic Berry, Genevieve Walsh, Tony Curry, Henry Normal, and Rob Stevenson. That ah. takes us up to the beginning of June. That's that's unbelievable. So you've got, you know, got. So is it is it Don Berry or Dommy B that's that's got a book out? Well, <laughs> oh, I can never yes, work out. Very right. This is Dommy B, the Dommy B incarnation. It is a new children's children's collection. Excellent. It's, uh, so is it, so we, ever. so you've got a children's collection coming out from Dommy B. You've got Henry Normal who's who's just a household name in terms of the people that if if people are not come into contact uh, with with Henry Normal's uh, work up to now. I mean can you give a can you sum up Henry Normal in in a couple of sentences for us is that possible? Probably not. No, no. probably not. No. <laughs> the man's works everywhere I believe. I think that one of the things is, I mean, the, um, the producer pay, pay for that version, so all the covers have to have flaps on them, so we can get all the information in. <laughs> uh, and then, so we've got uh, we've got his work, and then um, and then Genevieve Walsh has a new uh, collection out this year. And uh, now we've had Jen on the show. I've I've described her as the the uh, the the, the the most rock and roll poet i think i know um and i'm regularly when i'm working in uh do well, when i'm out there when i'm actually working in schools um they, they say to the kids always say to me who's a poet that you admire and it's like jen you need to read jen's stuff because this is this is where this is where the kids are at um <laughs> uh, and it's it's uh, how do you uh, can you describe some of her her work for us oh well um it's very difficult actually i don't know really, if i've uh, if i just um, have a quick look at the information. I might be able to actually uh, <laughs> get up the advanced information sheet and see what we're saying. Like, I was going to say because this work is uh, is political, it's societal, it's um, it, it, it speaks to everybody. There's no airs and graces necessarily. It's wonderfully written and worked. It's lyrical. Um, I, it's it's just engaging engaging and engrossing i think that's it is that is is the 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 kind of like as we're saying before the the range of artists you've got um right from children's poetry through to um you know this kind of uh, you know very much kind of in your face political rock edged stuff um to uh, to you know witticisms and all sorts of other things um there's a there's a real range there of of writers is that something that you you, as flapjack you you look and think you know what actually we 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 need to get a, a sense of diversity here a sense of you know different voices coming through the publishers yeah very much um <clears throat> there is a basic tenet with, with i mean a lot of the work is can, can be categorized as i suppose uh political radical or uh, um, anything like that uh, uh other other words in the thesaurus but mm. um yeah they're, they're, we do like to get a little bit of diversity in there as well i mean from, from the humor from um uh there's a we can probably split it down into various ranges, really. We've got LGBTQ, um, feminism, uh, political, uh, environmental, uh, there's, some, there's some poetry about nature, there's mm. the purely humorous. Well, I mean, um, look at the wonderful work of um, 
late great Hovis Presley, um, Poet of Elfrides, and so we were very, very lucky to have been able to reissue a few years ago. Hmm. Um, and um, uh, so there, there, there is a great range, I think. I'm very, very blessed to be able to work with a great range of poets. And um, uh, one of the things with Slapdeck is, is working with performance poets. Hmm. Um, so the work has always been tried and tested on, on stage as well. Um, so, so that's it's probably hard. Half your editing job is done there, to be honest. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to say... <laughs> I'm, poet's feedback before they get into Angus group, do you? I, I'm, I'm going to... I think what we'll do is we're, when we come to the, the third part of the interview, because we're going to talk about... And you mentioned earlier on that, that Tony Curry has uh, uh, um, uh, uh, some work uh, coming soon, but also uh, the, the, uh, the the Word Central event that you run in Manchester. I think we'll, yes. we'll, we'll focus on that t- towards the end, but I, I know that all of those voices that you were talking about before and those performers you were talking about before have have performed at Word Central. And, uh, and one of those voices... Is we've had on the show Robert Stevenson um, has his own spoken word evening, uh, which is uh, award-winning now. It's uh, Pumpkin oh, Trouble, indeed. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's uh, he's got a new collection, but coming out through you uh, uh, next year. So, uh, and this is is this you know writers that are, are sort of bringing their debut collection out. Um, is that is that something that you're wary of when you first start? I mean, obviously everybody has to start somewhere, but when you've got a writer that's coming to you for the first time saying that this is my opening, you know, do you reckon? And it's all right how do you guide an artist through when they're when they're, they're sort of coming to you is there a lot of editing from the publisher's side or do you leave that to the artists themselves uh initially to the artists themselves and, and feedback because um was one of the tenets uh, uh, another one of the tenets with flapjack is to always have at least one debut collection out um each year um and there is a wonderful sort of cooperative community of spoken word and poetry in in the northwest and um uh, and i know um uh, with Rob, Rob's uh, new collection, which will be out in June, um, How I Made My Millions, which is a brilliant name for a poetry collection because I don't blooming well sell. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I've met Rob a couple of times. He's never bought me a drink, so I don't think he has made his millions or he's very tight. Uh, that's why he's made his millions. And, um, <laughs> so I, I, he's, worked, um, he's worked through his manuscript with um, Dominic Berry, for example, and other poets and other pieces. And, of course, as a performer... Um, his um honed his craft and honed his work um you don't get up on stage and start performing stuff regularly if you know people aren't, aren't going to be paying attention and you haven't got something to say it is and 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 in the the hard work that goes into that i know from from going to a couple of punk and Drublick events but also seeing uh, rob touring around at some of the other spoken word word events uh, across the northwest that actually you you may produce the same piece of poetry but you're you're constantly working it in front of an audience and and like yes. you say yeah. honing the craft down and the the amount of hours that go into producing a, a, a finally getting a final piece of work the way you really want it um i think it's uh, it's the bit that the you know the the hours of 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 uh <laughs> of, of sweat that are put into uh, you know maybe 80 pages of a book um it's it's the untold story isn't it it is indeed you know it, it's the benefit of working with performers actually it does make the uh, the editing and the development and formatting side of it a lot more fun and interesting and uh, in some cases um uh, really, really it's fascinating it's fascinating I, do, I just love the development stage of everything and uh, seeing how these some everything comes to pass and uh, working with performance um you know no one's no one puts a the words on the line without being sure of them generally and they develop and develop develop and uh, eventually you can uh, then see how you can translate a uh, performance onto the page uh, which is a wonderful thing and of course it has been a bit of a tough last nine months with a uh, lack of venues necessarily open and uh, and lack of actual 
personal engagement uh, with artists and uh, and uh, being able to catch up with new voices and new talent. But um, and we'll we'll touch on some of the ways that you've been doing that because I know that you've been working online throughout the, the the whole of the lockdown since last March. Um, and we'll, we'll touch on that in just our, our third part. But we've got to we've got to break for some music now. Susie and the Banshees don't get chosen very very often, uh, but you've gone for Christine. Uh, wh- why this band? Oh well, uh, just you can't afford a bit of Susie, can you? <laughs> and um, uh, one of the things is it, it harks back to a very similar way I sort of a lot of people, myself included, get into poetry. It's just the DIY culture, going back to the little magazines used to put out and uh, the old punky ethos and DIY culture, and and, and also um, Susie's brought up in. Uh, down south in Chiselhurst, not too far from me, so it's from <laughs> where I was brought up. So. Yeah, I, I was going to say, all of us migrated north at one point or another. It's much better up here, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Susie I, I, the, would say the, I would on. say the beer's a lot cheaper, but you can't get a pint nowadays. No, I was going to say, we're not allowed to buy pints anymore anyway, and and to be honest, it, it, it that that was uh, that was taken away from me very quickly because I started drinking in Manchester, and I was like, well, it's not any cheaper here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll lament the, the price of a pint uh, while Susie and the Banshees is on. This is Christine. Dedicated to the Rossendale Valley, this is your very own Rossendale Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekend Wind Down 104.7 Rossendale Radio. We are the voice of the valley. And the voice we have this afternoon for our waffle hour is Mr. Paul Needs. Uh, and Paul's been talking to us this afternoon about uh, the wonderful world of Flapjack Press and all the brilliant artists that are involved with it. Um, but uh, that's not just on the page. Also, you uh, run what I consider to be one of the premier um, spoken word events across the Northwest. It's certainly got, uh, you've certainly picked the, the most amazing venue to have it at. Do you want to tell us? about uh, word central ah yes word central well open mic poetry and spoken word yeah um we were it's evolved out of um various other open, open um mic nights uh, poetry and a bit of music and uh, and performance uh, um which have been hosted by um tony curry mm. um who's got his uh, new collection out uh, soon and they'd be spurred with flapjack but that stretches back over about 15 years <laughs> the first one and um but tony's um a performance poet is a musician who's worked very lyrical and has been running and hosting over mic nights for many many years and we were it's coming up to about four and a half years ago now we were given the opportunity by manchester council to um transfer our um open mic night uh word jam to central library mm. um and um so rebranded it as word central and uh we've been doing this coordinating and, uh, and running it um with Manchester Libraries um, ever since, and uh, it's uh, not been too bad, not been too bad at all. It um, has, uh, honestly, I, it was my first uh, foray, I think it was actually the first open mic that I did, uh, and I was I was, I was, was very nervous, obviously, going up and, and sharing my work there, um, but, uh, but the, I mean, the setting itself is so intimidating, you get to Manchester Central Library, it's huge, uh, and, you know, this is the, one of the most iconic places in, in Central Manchester, you know, the home of literature in, in Central Manchester, um, and, and uh, that kind of backdrop of St Peter's Square, but you've made it somehow very homely in there, um, there's a there's a nice accepting family atmosphere as you walk in the room um it's yes. how do you how do you go about doing that with an open mic so just sort of making people feel comfortable to share things for the first time yeah that's that's, that's the thing isn't it is being able to make people feel comfortable and not putting people on edge and i think um one of the things that's benefited with uh, uh with that is a um the time is normally six till uh 
oh, half seven, eight o'clock-ish normally um, because it's the library and they have to shut and everyone has to go home. Mm. So it's there's no real rowdiness. You, you've not got toilet doors slamming as people go to the <laughs> the, um, the bathroom in the pub. Um, you know, I've got people dropping glasses. And uh, uh, so there's, there's a, it's a different type of open mic night in the fact that you know, traditionally, they're always going to be in um, in a pub somewhere mm. or somewhere like that. So, uh, um, I, I, the library does lend itself to us, uh, to making people comfortable, no matter how grandiose the building is. Um, and of course, Tony's hosting skills are um, um, uh, does make people comfortable as well because he's he's, um, he's a an old old lag as it as it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, you called him that. I shan't call him that to his he, face. He calls himself that. I mean. <laughs> Well, I know that because well, because <laughs> well, Tony's I've, I've seen Tony hosting these because I know he's done some work with the Whitaker Art Gallery here in Ralton Stall at, at, at yeah, yeah, various yeah. points as well. And uh, but you you took Word Central on tour as well for the Chalton Book Festival. Uh, I managed to catch uh, that. That was actually the first time I saw Genevieve Walsh live. Actually, um, and it's uh, is that something that you you want to do more of? Sort of take Word Central around, or is it it's very much based in the library? And that was just a, a one off. Um, we've I've done a few little ones. I think we've done um, Wimbledon Library. We've done a few at, uh, at Chawton Library as well. But um, all within the sort of uh, Manchester Manchester Library, it's, it's trying to expand it onto that. And of course, it was something we were planning to do last year was to want us to do a, a tour of all the regional libraries if we could work that out. And mm. then, of course, uh, lockdown came along. Uh, oh yes, yes, I remember that now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> now, I... So it's something we look to open up and redevelop in in, in the future. I'm sure. I, I think that's the thing. As as everything starts to come back, uh, you know, and, and revert itself to some sort of version of what we had before, um, I think there will be that opportunity. And particularly public spaces like local libraries, well, I think will become key meeting points for people because there'll be the, those places where we people are able to control the, the kind of flow of people and, and make things a little bit more standardised. I think it'll actually be a, a, a kind of renaissance, I think, for, for, for public libraries because people will need to get back into those spaces. Um, and But you've been, uh, you know, rather ingenious. I think you've, it's almost like things haven't stopped for you. You've still continued to release books throughout 2020. Uh, you've still been hosting events online, which I think we all know and I think everybody in the industry knows is not the preferred option. But how have, how have you found sort of that that kind of interaction and still still being able to to create you know performance evenings for people it's uh oh, it's um trial and error initially because uh, i mean my tech skills aren't on that great and uh, i press a button and uh, god knows what happens after that and uh, <laughs> But the benefit is working again with performance. We're used to um, using uh, social media and, and um, technology, um, videos and promotion wise uh, for their own events and tours and gigs. So um, it has it has worked out reasonably smoothly on that. Um, uh, just suddenly discovering Zoom, which had no one had ever heard of before, and of being course. able to live stream onto uh, platforms such as uh, Facebook and YouTube. Um, it's kept kept it all going really um and uh, you know if, as everyone will say we all want to be back out there at some point and uh, have a bit of human interaction uh but um no it, it, it's worked really well i mean um it has also as well when we look at look at events and, and book launches and uh and so on um you're not gonna you're not gonna go be able to do your full waterstones tour of the uk but Everyone in the UK can tune in, yeah, and uh, go to an, and view an event. Um, and again, when we have the open mic nights, um, I generally uh, it'd be people who can travel at a, a short distance to, uh, to get there. But we're having people from all over the world. Mm. 
uh, taking part in the open mic night. So it has opened it up to that. I mean, it's, a, it's all just going to be a question now of uh, finding a balance and uh, seeing how things go. I mean, if you look at a performance space, you'll fit 40, 50, 60, 100 people in there, mm. but you'll get a thousand views of an event on uh, social media. I think that's the uh, thing is we've we've kind of digitised ourselves a little bit and almost trained ourselves for when we get back, we go, well, maybe we can live stream some of these events. And they, although we might only get from the local area, you know, as you say, 40, 50 people, because that's how many we can fit. If we can stream this to, to other people, you know, the, there's that chance for people to tune in later as well and go back and you know review their work as well which is something that you never get to do as a as a live performance usually you never get a chance to to look back and say well how did that actually go well on this online version you can you can look back on things and kind of replay i've i've, I've missed a couple of open mics that uh, uh, that i didn't see the event live but actually i've been in been able to catch up because it's automatically recorded so it's a it's an interesting time for artists i think to be able to to use the technology and kind of kind of catch up a little bit i suppose well, that's it as well. I mean, it, 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 the general layperson is able to do that and create those events now as well. It's, it's not just down to the uh, uh, theatres and, and the television companies to mm. actually produce programmes that people can view and download and watch anymore. So um, it's, it's been a blessing. You know, it's been a blessing. It's, it's uh, can't say that. Think, can't think, say anything else other than that. I certainly think you've made the, the very best of, of a, a difficult situation, we shall call it. Um, Paul, it's been lovely to talk to you this afternoon. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, we've uh, we've got uh, your last music choice coming up now. Um, you've gone for Teardrop Explodes and Reward. Uh, it's a sort of, uh, uh, there's certainly a, a punk uh, theme running through your <laughs> through your choices th- this afternoon. Um, and uh, just uh, uh, why, why this one? It's just a blooming good song. There you go. That's <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and I remember buying it in Woolworths. Uh, <laughs> it came the, out. The, uh, all these things that are long gone now. You've just entirely dated yourselves by saying you Absolutely. could buy you could buy records in uh, our price. Was that still going? <laughs> oh yeah, that was it. Oh, that was it. Woolworths and our price. <laughs> there you oh. go. <laughs> That's it. That gives some Sat- sort of Saturday, idea. Saturday morning bike ride. <laughs> <laughs> um, if people want to find out about Flapjack Press, where do they head? Um, flapjackpress.co.uk is the website which is generally all encompassing and also uh, on Twitter at Flapjack Press and there's the Flapjack Press group page on Facebook I haven't discovered Instagram or anything like that yet so that's as far as we've got that's for 2022 we'll sort that next year it is yes brilliant um, right. to do next <laughs> Paul thank you very much for coming on the show here's reward from Teardrop Explodes 104.7 Rossendale Radio and there you have it. We come to the end of another weekend wind down and the end of another Waffle the Bite Size podcast. My guest today, Paul Needs, uh, was brilliant coming on to talk about his publishing house uh, and about, well, first of all, how you start and go about setting up a company like that, but also about how you work with artists and, and you, you, know, you manage people and you manage their careers. And it's great to hear of so many different flapjack artists uh, who are doing well, despite the fact that the lockdown has happened. Uh, they've still managed to launch their books and get their work out there, which is uh, absolutely fantastic to hear we'd love to uh, hopefully catch up with paul uh, in uh, in better times uh, when we re- can actually go out to a flapjack event or two uh, and it'd be great if we can even get to word central at some point or another in 2021 uh, my thanks as ever go to melanie kemp for her work editing and producing waffle the bite size podcast and all of our friends at 104.7 rossendale radio for all of their support in producing the weekend wind down and waffle the bite size podcast stay safe everybody and i'll see you very soon